Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers. Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to No Church Answers, a Christian roundtable discussion for men. This is podcast number 273. Hard to believe and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around, bang. Not sure where you ended up, but spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, each on our own spiritual journey, and we're meeting daily challenges just like you. And that's why we are here. We are having a discussion for men about spirituality, and we aren't taking any church answers. So we're glad that you've joined us. And this is this podcast has been called Authentic, Gritty, and Unexpectedly Funny. So Thanks so much for checking this out, and make sure you check out previous uh, podcasts. And they're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're on Facebook, YouTube, and at NoChurchAnswers.com, so you can rate our podcast and leave a review. And of course, it wouldn't be possible without your support, so thanks so much. And without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce... Uh, the panel, and panel consists of uh, typically a corporate trainer and theologian, but he is on an excused absence. Uh, that's Professor Koshu. We'll be bringing it up to him when he gets back. And I think he's still in Iceland. That's the judge, Michael Cropper, who is not here, but who is here, is a former world-class policy writer, professional gambler. Back from the tables, Mr. Steve Titch, the show producer. Uh, I guess I didn't get the memo, but I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And my name is Bill Cox. I am basically a salesman and the director. And, you know, as far as uh, production goes, I can't think of a crueler subject to do rather than uh, prayer and fasting and the week of Thanksgiving. So with that, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to turn it over to uh, Steve Titch. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, an interesting an interesting selection. Uh, prayer and fasting uh, appear together throughout the Bible, and today's scripture is just one example of where it does. Now, as presented in the Bible, fasting goes alongside prayer as a way of preparation and also focus, and so. Well, we'll get into this as we go along, because fasting is something we, we read about in the Bible, but we don't get a chance to practice, but it's really something uh, that, I'll come out and say it, should be practiced uh, either regularly or semi-regularly. Um, I, and I'm going to put a caveat there that I don't fast regularly. I have fasted. I'll talk a little about that. Um, but uh, we've got a, a great example today in... Uh, with Nehemiah. Uh, and Nehemiah, along with Ezra, is a No Church Answers favorite because he's, he's, in, he's easy for men to relate to. He, both men uh, end up managing major rebuilding projects. Nehemiah uh, is, is 
put in charge or actually almost pretty much volunteers for it um, to handle the rebuild of Jerusalem's walls and then by extension uh, you might imagine the infrastructure of of the city uh, the defenses the fortifications which which are certainly implied by the walls they weren't simply just a, 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 a panel of masonry there but both are men of action and in Nehemiah's case when he hears about the ruined state of Jerusalem, he's in Babylon, um, where he's been, you know, part of the exiled group. Uh, he resolves to do something about it, but it all begins with fasting and prayer. Interesting take. Um, before I I read the scripture, I just uh, as I was preparing uh, for for this particular podcast, you know, I was thinking about the week coming up. And, and the difference between fast and feast. And you think about what's coming up in the feast uh, in Thanksgiving. Uh, typically, it's family. Typically, it's boisterous. It's celebratory. It's joy. It's something people really look forward to, you know, for for quite some time, you know, to get together and they make extraordinary efforts to do it. And and actually, if you kind of just flip that around, you you basically have, you know, fasting. Uh, It's not a group of people. It's not celebrated. Uh, It's something that you would typically, and I'll be honest with you, I've only tried to fast a couple of times. I don't think I was necessarily successful, but I certainly got the point. And the, the point to me was it's individual, and it's, uh, it's meant to focus you. So, But with that, I'm going to go ahead, and I'm just going to uh, dive right in. And this is Nehemiah uh, 1, 1 through 11. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hananiah... One of my brothers came from Judah with some other men. I questioned them about the Jewish remnant who had survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province, are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly towards you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instructions you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if 
your exiled people are in the farthest horizon. I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. There are your servants and your people whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. I was a cupbearer to the king. As we talk about um, fasting, you you notice the it hit me after I I thought about feast and fast, and I was thinking about uh, this dro- dropping on uh, the week of Thanksgiving, and how it is so different. How it's you know fasting um, kind of accentuates a person that is in I don't, in crisis or dealing with dealing with a crisis situation in in this situation yes with nehemiah i don't I, a, we could call it a crisis we could call it a situation where he is having an, an a a true calling to to make a change in his life he is cupbearer to the king and uh, by way of a little history uh this is really very, at the very end of what what we, what we call the the Babylonian captivity, uh, the, the the Jews who who were carried away from Judah in 586 by the Babylonians have already begun to go back. Uh, when we did our study of Daniel, we covered a lot of the the historical timeline, but essentially uh, the Babylonians uh, uh, did conquer. Israel and Jerusalem and Judah and much of the what was now what we could consider the Middle East uh, and then they uh, that that was pretty much the peak of their power and they fell to the Persians and the Persians allowed the Judeans the Jews of, of who were who were there in Babylon allowed them to return to their their homeland to to Israel and Judah, which is essentially the nation of Judah now, because uh, it was only the southern kingdom that had survived. So the the uh, the fall of Jerusalem was 586 B.C. The the Persians began to allow uh, the Jews to return about 538 B.C. The first the first groups began returning, um, and we, I mentioned Ezra before. Ezra was part of a second return, which went back around 458 B.C., and at that time, the rebuilding of the temple took place. Now, we're, we're, it looks like we're about 13, 12, 13 years later. It's 445 B.C., and Nehemiah is going to go back maybe with pretty much the last group uh, who, who decide to return and begin rebuilding the wall. And he's he's moved to it. He hears because as 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 there now people have returned, and he gets a report of the the remnant. Um, I'm sure they were also a part of the group that stayed behind. But when when the Babylonians came in, they destroyed the entire city. And so for all this time, the city has been pretty much been a ruin, uh, uh, in in complete disrepair. 
And even with the returning going on, Nehemiah is still very distressed to hear the city essentially has no walls. It is defenseless. Uh, even if it begins to start building itself up, it will become a, a target. And so he's clearly uh, in, in, he's distressed about this. He, 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 he mourns and he mourns, fasted, and prayed. And now, there we have the prayer and the fasting going together. Again, it's done for, for, for in, in this case, it's a good example because it's done for focus. It's, uh, there are spiritual reasons for doing so, and uh, if you're doing it regularly, it doesn't necessarily mean that it comes at a crisis. But I like the way you've juxtaposed it with, with feasting. Yeah. Because, because feasting is there, it's kind of the ecclesiastics. There's a time for everything. Um, is, is fasting, though, it's, it's, something, it's something that's treated almost in the Bible as a matter of fact. Prayer and fast. The, the, uh, in, in Acts of the Apostles, uh, chapter, 13, chapter 13, verse 2, and chapter 14 through 23, in cases the, 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 the disciples, Paul and his friends, are on, on these missions, and occasionally they will stop, pray, and fast, and sell together. After prayer and fasting, we did this. Uh, Ezra himself prayer, prayed and fasted. These, these were regular things. Uh, it wasn't, um, and, and it wasn't always associated with penance. Now, in my background as a Catholic, fasting was a thing you did purely for penance, or that's what it became. I, you, you had the whole, the whole idea of eating meat on Fridays, or actually not eating meat on Fridays, was part of kind of a touch of that idea of a regular fast. Uh, but it was... By the time we got to me, it was all about going to confession and giving up something. I think fasting, really, when you look at it biblically, is something that's done alongside prayer, and it's not necessarily motivated by purely by atone, a desire for atonement or forgiveness. You can fast for atonement, but uh, in, in this case, you want to do it, in some cases, for guidance or for focusing your prayer, and I'll and I'll I'll talk a little about that as we get back from our break. If that's what well, yeah, and excellent. Uh, that's what we're going to do. We're getting ready to go to the break. I can tell you this: uh, as a my background as a wrestler, fasting was to make weight. So, and with that, uh, we will be right back. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, you can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. All contributions are tax deductible. We're not pastors, just regular guys. So whether you're successful or struggling, we hope to bring you the good news of God's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys. Please consider supporting Man Up and No Church Answers today. 
And welcome back. This is No Church Answers, podcast number 273. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And with that, of course, us being men, the producer had to throw out prayer and fasting uh, on this uh, notably gluttonous uh, holiday. So, And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, dive right back in. And, uh, and you're right, Steve, as, uh, you were just talking about it, it always seems like fasting is never the headliner fasting, uh, might be the opening act or, well, not the opening act, but certainly is the mid because, uh, you know, morning prayer and fasting or something like that. There's always something more to it um, than the fasting. And as I talked with before, when I was thinking about the difference between uh, Thanksgiving and certainly celebrating and stuff, the, the, uh, another big difference between feast and fast is this. Feast doesn't really have a point other than getting people together. Fasting is to sharpen a person. And I think if, and if you really think about it, um, the times when I had inadvertently fasted, and some of you may be able to identify with this, when you get so involved in a sport or a hobby or a project that you, you don't even realize how much time has gone by. I was a computer geek, and I'm telling you, sometimes when you get down in that rabbit hole uh, in a computer problem, you don't even want to come up for air because you don't want to have to start over again. And I think that is a big part of the focus of it. Of course, and I think there's two components. One component is people for the uh, opening the door. Those are the people that don't fast. What fasting does, if they do, that disciplines them. Okay, but then there's other people that are disciplined, but they just can't focus on something. They can't, and those people that are all those are already in the door. Now they need to take. They need fasting to help them take it to the next level of the inspiration or answer or their next move, Mm -hmm. how to handle their situation, be it crisis, being it uh, in need, how should I answer this need that I see, uh, to really put your hands around it. So I, I think there's just like anything else in life, you know, there's breast milk and then there's real meat. And I think there, there's people that uh, use it both ways. Well, it's interesting you say that when, when you're so involved, you mentioned in, in a project and doing something, you, you don't eat and you don't even miss it sometimes. Imagine that was the type of prayer life some of these figures had. And not just in the Bible, but even... <clears throat> latter-day theologians, latter-day Christians uh, throughout, from the beginning of the church throughout, even today, um, but more so at that time when there wasn't, you could say, life was simpler. There weren't as many distractions. But imagine being so into 
your your faith, your relationship, your your closeness with God, that food and 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 a meal. That's and and we're not talking fasting is is not is not completely always you know just stopping eating and drinking, but but you're you're at a you're at a point where you're into a relationship that that doesn't matter as much to you you don't you you don't miss it like like what you're saying and that's we can you know it's easy to imagine when you're talking about being a computer geek but imagine how powerful it is to be close to god and experiencing a closeness to god so deep so maybe even joyful that that your physical needs come in second place and i think that's that's part of the discipline of fasting is to uh, help us learn we actually can put our physical desires aside for spiritual nourishment. And yeah, it's hard. I'm not, I'm not saying go ahead and jump in. It's hard, especially for those first few hours. And, you know, and, and we've had, to be fair, we've all probably had experience with it when we before we have a checkup we the doctor wants us to fast so they can take a good blood sample if you're going to have some sort of medical procedure even a basic outpatient procedure that's going to require anesthesia you have to fast so we've been chances are you've been down that road but those are for medical and physical reasons when you couple it to spiritual reasons i think it becomes very very powerful and having and that's about I've scratched the surface with it, and I haven't fasted in a long time. But when I, when I've done it, it's it, it is it, it's it's a different experience. But combining the two, fasting and prayer, you can pray without fasting. You can fast without praying. You can you do these two. It's a it's a it's a you might say it's a very deep spiritual mixture as a result. I kind of miss uh, hearing the comments from the fellows yes, I, uh, on this because I look at it this way. Uh, those of you that are out there listening to us, you're the type of person that you're probably tired of hearing about sports scores and hearing about what country invaded this country and how much taxes are going up. And you just want to be deeper in your Christian life. And I think prayer, fasting, this podcast, reading the Bible, worshiping with other believers, I think that's all tools in the tool in the toolbox to um, help you along the way. Just because fasting is not a tool that I use all the time, I don't think it uh, uh, it hurts me necessarily from the journey that I have. But I can tell you this, the times that I have fasted, I was serious. Mm-hmm. Something was really up. And it's kind of like the uh, what I'm going through now with my wife's cancer and now that we're in the treatment there's moments when emotion and stuff just overflows you and 
<laughs> I'm basically an entry level nurse, and and I, you can tell your nurse is terrible when you ask them to do something. And they say, "What's that?" Because <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at mm-hmm. at times, and that's when prayer and fasting to a believer is invaluable. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm going to look at some uh, some hints if if we if we the two of us here have stimulated your curiosity or stimulated your interest to try it my my first uh thing was say to be defer <clears throat> defer to experts uh, there is a whole chapter on fasting in uh, Richard J. Foster's Celebration of Discipline, which I've talked about on uh, the book. Oh, that's a, a great book. Absolutely. A great book. And don't, you know, don't just decide, I'm going to fast today. Uh, there is a certain degree of preparation you need. You need to you know, make plan um, what, when you're going to fast, what you're going, how long you're going to fast for. Uh, Foster, Foster suggests for the basic entry level, Open the door. Open the door. Yeah. Uh, a simple, a simple lunch to lunch fast, skipping two meals. You you have lunch dinner on day one, skip dinner, skip breakfast, and have lunch on day two. And he says basically, I'm going to quote from his book here. Um, outwardly, you will be performing the regular duties of your day, but inwardly, you will be in prayer and adoration, song and worship, in a new way. Cause every task of the day to be a sacred ministry to the Lord. However mundane your duties, for you, they are a sacrament. Cultivate a gentle, quote, he quote, a gentle receptiveness to divine breathings. Break your fast with a light meal of fresh fruits and vegetables and a good deal of inner rejoicing. That's just, just to start. And to go on, there's, there's, uh, Longer fasts, 24 hours, two- and three-day fasts. Foster talks about that. That you really have to work up to, just like you're running a marathon or even a 5K. Don't, don't go out there and say, oh, I'm going to do a three-day fast. <laughs> and when you haven't fasted at all, ever, uh, you're, it's not going to be successful. You want to make it successful for yourself. You do not want to turn this into an endurance test because then it becomes about you. Remember, this is all about prayer and making God the center. So if you want to go longer, try, try out a, a, a couple of lunch-to-lunch fasts. Then uh, maybe try working on a longer fast. Be aware uh, that it will be, again, an interesting physical experience for you. It, it, and I think beyond three days, even Foster would say it should be done prayerfully. First of all, don't make a big deal out of it. That's, that's you know... <laughs> In the Sermon of the Mount, don't if you, and and Jesus says he doesn't say if you fast, he says when you fast, which implies again that this was a a regular practice. Uh, so when you fast, do it quietly. So don't go to work saying I'm on a fast. Don't don't be one of those guys who have to tell everyone they're a vegan. Right, right. <laughs> you know, or they just you know when they go out to lunch, they they don't make a big thing of it. So. Uh, so, and I figured we was a vegan when he was following the lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah. So after, on a longer fast, you definitely your hunger pads pangs will get strong, but oddly enough, they will decrease. 
Uh, and as your fast goes on, you will begin to detox, which you would do even sometimes at some, some spas or whatever, but same principle, especially if you're on, you know, if, if you're in the American diet, if you've got a lot of processed foods, a lot of sugar, a lot of sodium in your diet, you're going to feel kind of crummy around the third day. But then about the fourth, you'll feel a lot better and more alert. Um, so, so those are some ideas. I, I'm going to run on it by saying there are different types of fasts. You, we, 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 we're talking, in this case, giving up food, but not giving up water or fruit juice, something that will, something that will fill at least to some extent your stomach. But uh, it's very hard to do a complete uh, absolute fast is what they call it. And you really should be in good, healthy condition to be able to do that. Um, you can do, I, I read here, a fast is simply a, an alteration in your diet. So it can be pretty simple. You can, you can take out those processed foods. If you're, if you're used to eating too much prepared foods, you know, switch, have a, have a couple of days where you eat fruits, vegetables, whole grains. Uh, and again, do it in, as part of a spiritual effort as much or more than purely a physical effort. Even, you know, I hate to say this, Bill, even, you know, cut out a little pork for a couple of days. Oh, <laughs> oh come on now. So, so uh, and then, of course, you know, there's always, other, you know, fasting from things other than food, fasting from uh, uh, media, from the television, from social media, uh, just, you know, taking a break from that. And again, giving that time, just like you would in mealtime, back to the Lord. Excellent, and uh, and now I, I know how smart some of the audience is out there, and I know one or two of you, you may have a wife that makes livers and onions on Wednesday night, so you're going to go fast from Wednesday lunch till Thursday lunch, so you don't have to eat the liver and onions. Stop that. That's not the reason for the fast. And with that, we're going to go ahead and just uh, a couple of takeaways. And um, producer, Mr. Steve Titch, who was successful at the tables, the professional gambler, did I hear? Yeah, I fast. Fast (laughs) from the tables. Yeah, you're fasting (laughs) from the tables. After a big But no, seriously, um, really, when you're doing the two together in a in. When, when you're doing this from a Christian point of view, you're not, I mean, the, the, the health benefits are, are a helpful side effect, but, uh, and, and I don't think back in these, the, the days of, of biblical days, people's diet were, were, were fairly simple anyway. They, uh, so, so the fast wasn't about losing weight or detoxing, uh, but that does have ramifications today. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but remember, it is it, the, the time you're taking away from eating, you're really giving back to God. You're, you're, you're taking those hunger pangs and applying them spiritually and applying them meditatively as part of, a, again, as, as simply a tool. I like what it's a tool to have. Right. And it is a tool to, I mean, we all have tools in our toolboxes we don't use. Or think are might be fun to use or something. Well, here's a here's a tool to take out. Um, and finally, uh, and my my final wrap up in this because we are at Thanksgiving week. Part of part of 
the fast is the joy and celebration of breaking your fast at the end. Uh, when it's done, it does have a stopping point. You're not, you're not doing it, again, for the pure endurance of it. You're doing it for a set time. Awesome. And I just want to, uh, you know, wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. But remember, fast is never a solo act. It's always coupled with something as, you know, prayerful, focus. You know, it's about relationships. So we hope you've enjoyed the podcast. And remember, if you're going to fast, take it slow. So. Thank you so much for tuning in to No Church Answers. Once again, thanks so much to all our sponsors and supporters on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. My name is Bill Cox, and our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate it, leave a review, and if you have a question or comment, go to our Facebook page or www.nochurchanswers.com and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, Check out the Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, and sugarlandbaptist.org. It starts Sunday at 9.45 a.m. And when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group ABF Adult Bible Fellowship or Sunday School class that you could join for discussions like this and find one that is men only. And if there is one, start one. And don't take any church answers. Thanks for tuning in. YouTube and SugarlandBaptist.org. It starts Sunday at 9.45 a.m. And when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group ABF Adult Bible Fellowship or Sunday School class that you could join for discussions like this and find one that is men only. And if there isn't one, start one. And don't take any church answers. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content. 